turn to St. John, the fourth chapter. We'll be reading verses 24 through 29. St. John, the fourth chapter, verses 24 through 29. You have it, say amen. I'll read the first and you read the second and so on. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee is am he. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, By your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for this congregation right now. We bind every spirit of hindrance in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, help us to be aware and alert in this hour, Lord. Like never before, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Speak to our minds and our hearts, oh God. Let our motives be right before thee. Lord, in the name of Jesus, strengthen us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep us under your watch right now, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come against sickness and disease. We bind principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. We come against all works of darkness right now. Elevate the mind of your people, Lord. Touch our hearts, God. Lead us, O oh God, in a plain path in the name of Jesus. Bless your manservant, God. Give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. O oh God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. The subject this morning will be taken from verse 29. Come see a man which told me all things that I ever, that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? The subject this morning is come to Jesus. I don't know if you realize it or not. Everything is in a disarray. Everything is out of order when it comes down to the word of God. We have believed so much stuff that isn't true to the point now that we have to now take a long look and think real hard. Or we should be rather taking a long look and thinking real hard about what we're doing. Amen. 
this world seemingly is falling apart. But I still come to tell you that God has an order in the midst of chaos. God still can perform miracles in the midst of an unbelieving generation. God still can do what he said he would do. He come that we might have life. And that more abundantly. The problem that I believe that we don't fully understand or believe the message of salvation. When you look at people now, they come to church and they want to assimilate rather than actually changing their life. And they want to assimilate rather than getting everything that God would have formed. It's a difference between looking like a saint and acting like one. It's a difference between having the real tongue and then getting a fake tongue. It's a difference. It's a difference between really living and walking the right way and then playing like you're on the right way. It's a difference. And I don't know if you realize it or not, those are some of the reasons why God came. He has come that there will be there will be no question in the mind of a dying saint when you and I are on our bed on our way out of here we will know that we know that we know we'll know that when we wake up on the other side Everything is going to be all right between us and Jesus. Because one thing that I found out about God, it's about getting everything right before him while we still have time. Uh, a lot of times we take what God has done for us for granted. When God met us by our will, uh, and some of our wells were deep and God was sitting there waiting one day uh, when you and I showed up uh, uh, I wish I had a church uh, he showed up while you were by that well of whiskey bottles uh, he showed up while you was by that well of drugs uh, he showed up while you was by that well of fornication and adultery uh, he showed up while you was by that well of lying, cheating, and stealing. Uh, we ought to thank God that one day he showed up. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, and one thing that you and I, we got to charge him. Uh, I come to charge you this morning. Uh, I come to raise your expectation. Uh, you expect more out of you uh, than you expect out of anybody else on the planet. Uh, I come to raise your vibration this morning. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, you got to get it in your mind uh, that it is holy. 
not thinking. Hallelujah to God. It kind of blew my mind when I began to look at this text here. Where it's a woman with a bad reputation. And a lot of times we want to separate from those folk that just don't have the right look. But hallelujah, we don't have any problem with those folks that slipping and tipping and not living up to what God had designed. But I'm so glad that I've got a Savior that is looking for somebody to save. Hallelujah to God. You may close your mouth because of your prejudiceness, because of your arrogance, but I'm so thankful to God. Even right now, we're in the midst of a prejudice area. Hallelujah. I'm not just talking about white folks against black folk and black folks against white folks. But this is a mean generation. Hallelujah. It's bad when you can hate a man or woman by the color of their skin and don't know nothing about their character. Hallelujah to God. May I add to all those prejudiced folk out there, even if we got some in here, let me go out to tell you, you going to hell, you ain't going to heaven, hallelujah to God, that's one thing that I'm so glad when I look at this text, Jesus said, I must go to Samaria, hallelujah to God, for all of you that's trying to separate, for all of you that's trying not to show the love of God, because you have some prejudiceness down in your heart. Can I may add, even to the gays and the lesbians, that's their sin, and that sin is between them and God. If God would mark iniquity, you and your mama couldn't stand. Hallelujah to God. But the church of the living God is trying to get in God's way. It is God that judge. Hallelujah to God. Even to the drug addict and the alcoholic. These are 
just like I got in mind, and they need salvation is what the sinner need, and the church has gone to sleep because he brought them out. Now they think they can stand in the door and tell who can come in and who can stay out. Can I tell you the devil is alive? Hallelujah to God. I feel a shout in my soul when I'm so glad Jesus hallelujah had stopped doing what he was doing in Israel and say hey I must go to Samaria got some folk that are calling on me down in Samaria and while I'm here I'm going down to Samaria hallelujah you ought to be thankful whatever street you are Jesus came to Raise your 
I feel like going on. So here, we find here, Jesus is dealing with a woman that's got a reputation. Hallelujah. We've all said, you don't know what they've done, but we also don't know all that you did. Some of us in here, we ought to thank God that nobody found out. We ought to thank God that nobody found out how low down and dirty we was. And can I tell you, in some cases, still is. I feel like preaching here. But the problem, don't want to stand in the way of folks trying to get salvation. Can I talk to somebody? Hallelujah. You are written a pistol. Well, 
to get some water. We all clap our hands because we know water represent life. Jesus met her at the source of life. And he told the woman, give me a drink. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? You didn't have any problem passing Jim Beans. You didn't have any problem passing Grey Goose. You didn't have any problem passing around Mary Jane. But all of a sudden now, you can't pass Jesus. And he's the best fix around. You can't tell nobody. That Jesus saved, Jesus saved to the utmost, Jesus saved, hallelujah, but we go, some of us still going to places that the Holy Ghost had already sent conviction that you shouldn't be there, hallelujah. And the people have already told you you don't belong here. What are you doing here? I guess that I was the only person that ever happened to. I remember a time in my life when I listened to some unsaved friends. I went somewhere. The Holy Ghost told me not to go. The people in there, the Holy Ghost didn't have to speak, but they told me, you don't even belong in here. What you doing in here? I couldn't say nothing, but give them a big grin, because they were right. But when I got out of there, I never did go back there. But can I tell somebody, you all if you won't listen to what the church say. You all listen to what the sinner say, because you in their seat. I must go to Samaria. I got to go with a half and half folk. The folks that half say, half mix, half and half folk. Incidentally, you all ain't pure black. You half and half. So I'm in the right place with the right text. You half and half, folks. I must go to Samaria. They are confused about their worship. They are confused about the right relationship with God. Now, isn't that exactly where this world is? They are confused. About 
the right relationship with God. And let's be honest. Some of you still act like you in those other religions. By the way you act, by what you do when you get here, and how you leave. Holding on to a lot of crazy traditions. We worship in this mountain, and the Jews worship in that mountain over yonder. Isn't it a? Uh, it's a tragedy for the church, but a good strategy for the devil. To keep saints divided on how to worship God. It keeps us fighting among ourselves to the point some of you still don't believe. Don't have the urgency of being consistent. Still think we can kind of play and hang out. Because when you look at it, this was a place where Jacob gave Joseph a well. This was Joseph's well. Can you imagine? Have a connection to God and still don't know who he is. They got a connection. They got a philosophy, they got a tradition, but still don't know who God is. There are at least four ways down to Samaria. You could have went around Jesus. He said, I got to go down to Samaria. He said, you know what he said? I'm not going around Samaria. You know, a lot of, a lot of the saints, a lot of you saints want to go around the problem. You do know around the problem makes it longer. Straight to the problem, you can get it solved. You know why we want to go around the problem? Because most of the time we are the problem. We are the biggest problem when it comes down to the relationship with God. Jesus was tired. After he had traveled, maybe he had preached a while or whatever, he was showing his humanity. For those of you that think you super saints in those frail bodies. If you're not careful, your tongue will lie and your eyes will fool you. Some of y'all think I'm bald here. I got a lot of hair. It's just great. I cut it.
start graying early. If you're not careful, you will jack up your walk with God and at the end, you'll find out you can't blame nobody but yourself. I would be saved. I would be faithful. Uh -huh. I would uh -huh. do everything that I know that I should be doing. Uh -huh. But you said it right, that word, but it's your but. That's going to have to give and count. Because you did not bring your whole self to Jesus. Jesus asked this woman a question. Give me a drink. Jesus didn't need this woman to Give him no water. You think you're doing something for God. You're doing something for you. Are you shortchanging yourself? Because Jesus could have got water out of a rock. When he was the one that he in, in the in the Old Testament, when Moses smoked the rock, the bottom of that rock was Jesus. He was supposed to tap it, but he hit it hard. Now, how many of you tearing up Jesus trying to get to something? He tore down history right there. Not only was he talking to a woman, but he was talking to a woman of ill repute. This woman had a history of sleeping around. You know, we want to dog them folks that sleep around. But you slept around, but you didn't get caught. You did a whole lot of stuff that you just didn't get caught. And then when you did get caught, you turned into a liar. It wasn't what you saw. You think you saw. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Give me a drink. Now look at that. He could have commanded her. You know, folks want, want to won't Jesus just make them be saved? You ain't that important. For the Jesus to, to violate the written law of God to make you be saved. He created in you and me a free will. We will to do whatever we want to do and we do whatever we want to do. I don't care who. Are you hearing me? So you stop 
acting a lie, stop portraying a lie. You do what you want to do. And you're going to do, your action going to cause you to go to heaven or hell. You pick and you choose. You pick and you choose. If you like it, I love it. This woman. His disciples, he had to send them away. Or to let them get hungry enough for all 12 of them to get ready to go buy some food. Look at God. Sometimes he needs you by yourself. So don't get offended and don't get uh, perturbed when folks start cutting you loose. I need you by yourself. I need you so I can be the only one to influence you. I need you by yourself so I can correct you. I need you by yourself so I can guide you. And can I tell you? Sometimes even by yourself, you even separate the husband and wife for a season. He'll let you get mad over burnt beans. Burnt beans, burnt beans. I ain't burnt the beans in five months. You burn them today. Burnt beans. God will cause a divine separation so that he can deal with you so that you can bring your whole self to him. You know, we're good at it. We're good. Man, we're super good. We're good with, man, I'm giving you the last I got. No, you still got that 50-fold back in that, that bill-fold of Bernard for hard times. Jesus said, I know you got some hard time money. I know you got some hard time money. I don't care if it ain't nothing. Them hard, them hard quarters, Robert, them hard quarters. I don't care if it ain't nothing. Them, them pennies, them pennies. You got some hard time money somewhere. I want it. And you know, in the midst of all our madness, uh, sometimes uh, when God has put the heat, turned up the heat, we'll go back 20 or 30 years. A friend we ain't talked to in 20 or 30, I guess I'll call John John, see how he doing. John John, and everything all right? I ain't heard from you since 1939. And you mean, you remember my number? And you ain't called me since, 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 since click up. <laughs> my Lord! Man, we got disconnected. Phone drop. So he asked her for something he didn't need, but she needed. 
And see, this is the thing. When the church done got twisted up, when God asks you for something, it ain't for something that he needs, but you need it. Yeah. Remember, he told, told Moses, what's in your hand? You think I need this. You think I need to get on the on the, the other side of this sea. But you need to get on the other side. What's in your hand? What do you have that you don't want to give to God? God said, what's in your hand? We don't want to give up what we got. To give what God got. But we want God to give up what he got. To give it to So, when you come to him, you got to come with the surrender. And can I tell you, we don't know how to surrender no more. We holding on to the me, myself, and I. I ain't going to take that. I ain't going to respond like that. Who do you think? I'm a fool? You better be a foolish enough to follow Jesus the way Jesus wants you to follow him if you want to go to Jesus' heaven. Now, if you don't want to go, that's a whole different ball of wax. So, this woman had three differences. Number one, she was a woman. You don't find many outspoken women in the Bible. Because it, it was a Patriotic society wasn't based on matriarchs, where the mother was a dominating party in the family. The male is the dominating party. When it comes down to God and his kingdom, you brothers, he ain't got no problem with the women dancing and doing flip, but it does something when he see a man jumping and shouting and doing a flip. And most of that, if he got to wait on us, Robert, it's going to be a long day, a long be a long day so she didn't quite believe it was a religious thing why are we so intimidated by folks that don't believe like we believe I don't believe that well I'm through with you okay we ain't got to fall out because you don't believe what happened to loving kindness have I drawn you you didn't believe it when you first heard it either. If you tell me uh, you did, I'm going to call you a lie. Because God worked on us for years. Most of us saw holiness, old saints, and started laughing at them. He worked you until he worked you down. It's so amazing. Why don't we have enough love left to love folk that God is working on? No, we don't agree with you just running in and out and living in any kind of loose life. No. But if you let us love you and pray for you, we'll help you get through it. There was a status. Yes. Woman didn't work. 
woman was sitting at home. And you can say what you want her. She might have been lonely. Out of mind is a devil's workshop. That ain't Bible, but the old folks proved it to me. Sit around and keep thinking, Larry. You're going to feel sorry for yourself. Sit around and keep thinking, Larry. Everything going to hurt. Sit around and keep thinking, Larry. Oh, poor me. Sit around and keep thinking, Larry. You ain't going to never get up. That's the problem with most saints. You got too much idle time. Come to Jesus in your downtime, and the devil won't play with your mind. It'd be like me and Brother Lamont. Devil, we sitting out there. Man, I'm gonna give me some of them washboard. Man, I already got some. <laughs> Just don't put on the tight shirt. <laughs> we got more done left than we got drabs. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Ain't no sense in letting the devil fool you about you. You know you more personally than anybody else. Bring you to Jesus. Bring you to Jesus and say, Lord, the world may not know, but I know it's something down in here that's fighting against your will and your work. Take it out and strengthen me. In case you hadn't realized it, them clay bodies don't want to be saved. They just want to hang around forever. That's why we cover up, fix it up. We work on them bad boys 24-7. Walk by the mirror. I stopped pulling out the gray hair because God started getting like he had a sense of humor. My eyebrows started turning gray. So I ain't pulling out my eyebrow, Robin. And neither am I cutting it off. I'm just going to another season, but I'm going to take God in that season along with me. Because I brought me to Jesus, and I know God can fix me any way he wants to. We need to be hollering, fix me, Jesus, like you said you need. You know, see, this woman may have been reacting to, because if you look at the text, it sounds like she was getting smart. She was reacting to all the pain and the hurt that she went through because most of her conversations probably went that way. You know, come to Jesus means 
It is, uh, according to dictionary.com, it's a slang dictionary. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. That's what they say. Outside religious context, come to Jesus referred to the meeting or moment where one goes under, undergoes rather a difficult but positive, powerful realization or change in character or behavior. We need a character change. We need a behavior change. We need to talk, come to Jesus until our tongues get in line. We need to come to Jesus until our, 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 our character get in line. Because saints are only supposed to act a certain way. And we call ourselves legalizing a little too much. legalizing a little too much. One of the old songs that Mahalia Jackson used to sing was, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now. Come to Jesus just now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you just now. Just now, he will save you. But we don't, we don't seem to lose sight of the fact if we come and leave all that other junk behind or how he going to fix it, be willing to walk away, to turn away from it, to turn away from the people that cut triggers and everything else and come to God. You do know people are triggers. Every time you go around some of your old buddies, they make you think about what you used to do. And they're going to offer you what you used to do with them. I know you want a cold. I know you want a hit. I know, man, remember the good old days? They were good for some and bad for others. Come on now. Amen. So when you find yourself, you know, and I'm so thankful that if we use the situation that the world is in, if we use it in a right way, it is God that's called in us to shine the light of heaven back in our soul. We can see those dark corners and those things that we should not have been doing and those things that we've overlooked for a few years, but can you can you imagine if we keep overlooking stuff and God come back, we are not going to make it. Not gonna make it. You got to come to Jesus. Not only give him some water, but let him give you some water. And, and, and a lot of times, I don't know if you, you've noticed it, when you get sick or when you get down and you get de depressed, the best thing that could ever happen to you, the anointing of God come. The Bible said it breaks every yoke in this sin that so easily beset us. It causes us to get back 
in the race. I come to tell somebody, get back in the race. You're dragging. You don't have no energy. You're lethargic. You act like you're asleep. You act like you're on the sideline. Get back in the race. Old church, we used to sing, I'm running, 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 and I can't tear. I'm running up the King's Highway. Now we look like we're grazing, we're grazing, we're grazing. We just grazing, grazing, grazing. If I get to the King's Highway, I'm just grazing. Now, the woman has five husbands. G-R-A-C-E, grace. That number represents God's grace. I don't care what your problem was. I don't care what you did. You know, a lot of folks, can I tell you? I'm in, I've been in church in a while. I really ain't care what folks did. But you ain't going to play me and you ain't going to fool me and you ain't going to use me. That's one thing you ain't going to do. I don't care if you went to bed with John John in the morning and Sally Sue at night. That ain't my business. I don't care if you drunk, smoking, get crack, rack, and pack, and cold cat and all that other stuff. I don't care. I'm just glad it wasn't me. Because they passed Sherman. And I don't know how many reefers I turned down after, after I got saved. But I sure didn't turn down before I got saved. They passed it with me. That ain't no law for you. That, that ain't no good. Get out of jail free for you. Neither you that time. But... Now, what, but the, the point I want to make is what, what am I going to say when I see Jesus and he done delivered me and I told all the rest of those weed smokers they're going to hell. Well, What am I going to tell them folks out there? Y'all can't come in here because no fornicators. This ain't heaven. Because if it was, uh, if we had gold floors, y'all, I'm sorry, y'all couldn't wear them heels in here. Gold is soft. Messing up my gold floor. Do you you see where I'm coming from, church? God is going to do something. And we got to get ready for him to do it. He's got to raise our mind so that we can perceive. Everybody out there don't want to be out there. Everybody 
And God's going to give somebody some grace to get out from out there. So, he asked her a question. Go, woman, uh, go get your husband. Now, some of y'all, if he asks y'all that's the question, you're going to have to say, was it the first, second, or the third one, or the fourth one? <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. He said, go get your husband. Which one? <laughs> you trying to be funny, Jesus. I asked you a question. I told you to do something. Then she came clean. But see, most of us, when God started dealing with us, we don't want to come clean. He knew she didn't have no husband. He already knew it. But she was trying to hide it. So he was trying to get her a chance to come clean. And see, a lot of times when God's trying to deal with you, he's trying to get you to come clean so that he can forgive you. If the woman wouldn't have never expressed it, she wouldn't have never gotten grace. Grace covers a multitude of faults. Grace covers a multitude of sins. The objective of the church, the New Testament church, is get covered. Can't get covered lying. Just can't get covered lying. Can't get covered when God's revealed it. So, if if God is doing something, what what I, I think you need to look at something. Verse twenty three. The time is coming. He was telling the woman, this is a new era. And I don't know if you know, there's been a shift in the world, and it's a shift in the church. It's a new era. we got to expect God to do some stuff new. You're trying to hold on to the same stuff, and we want to go back to the same way. That's what the world wants. This is a new era. Do you want to be a part of it? If you do, come on to Jesus. If you don't want to be a part of it, you gonna be left out. Cause his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. It's a new day. It's a new time. You ought to be what you ought to be most grateful is he's given you an opportunity to be a part of a new move of God. You know, each time that God moved, even when you looked at the Bible, it was always received with a mixed light, high and low. Some folks rejoicing and some folks crying. Some, this, some folks rejoicing and some folks crying. All oh, the good old days. We never, never, may never, 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 never have any more good old days like that. Because the pandemic is, is here. And all the indication is here by divine. So we got to find out, Lord, what, you, what are you doing? 